0: This show is presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. This is Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host.
1: Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Popular Technology Radio. I'm Mike Edchart. So glad to have you here. On a Saturday it is the Saturday between Black Friday... And just before Cyber Monday, if you're into buying technology, buying consumer electronics, then you know this is the biggest time of the year. It is crazy. Did you go out for Black Friday? Did you make it out in amongst the throngs of people? It was packed. I gently made it out, did a little bit of uh, clothing shopping, actually. no, No shopping for entertainment, although I had my eye on a couple of televisions that I knew were being offered on Black Friday deals. Tremendous deals on TVs. We talked about it a little bit last week. You know, if you, uh, if you're old enough to remember the introduction back in the day of flat panel TVs, that first year they came out about 20 years ago, they were about $15,000. And this Black Friday, you saw some 55-inch 4K LED TV sets that were offered for around $400. So it is miraculous how inexpensive so much of this technology has come. To us as consumers and it's just it's just been a great time to buy stuff it is really remarkable how much things have come down in price in case you're wondering how crazy is it going to be on cyber monday sometimes people refer to a cyber monday and sometimes it's cyber week so we've extended to the whole week but at least they're saying cyber monday this coming week we're going to see a record of 7.7 billion dollars of sales man that is a ton it's going to be up, actually up 16 percent or 17 percent over last year, almost 18 percent. Um, and if it, if it's feeling crazy out there for the holiday season, well, eMarketer has uh, updated their forecast last month, saying that it's going to probably be the first trillion-dollar holiday season. A trillion dollars will be spent on various consumer electronics and just everything for the holiday season. So that is a ton of money going across the counters for the holiday season. 40% of all holiday shopping is expected to happen during Cyber Week, which is crazy again. That's a lot of stuff happening. And shoppers who do more than half of their shopping between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, here's no shock, more likely to be under 35. So I don't do that, but I am not under 35. (laughs) Uh, A whopping 60% of consumers are going to be shopping uh, at online retailers and of course, that is huge, and so many people now just making the decision not to go to brick and mortar stores. Bookstores, electronics retailers, and toy stores are getting hammered the hardest. And of course, toy stores—we've lost uh, Toys R Us this year. So, it's pretty staggering with the, the the switch we're making to online. They're saying 76 million people plan to shop online on Cyber Monday. So, if you get online and you see that, in fact your internet internet collection is a little slow. That's because 76 million people are going to be shopping online. One of the interesting uh, statistics I saw was that 29% of shoppers plan to complete all of their shopping on Amazon, doing everything on Amazon. So uh, if you're thinking about investing in a company, uh, Amazon is probably as safe a bet as anything, a whopping 29, almost 30% of shoppers only doing shopping on Amazon, and this is interesting, too. I hate shopping on my mobile device. I don't know about you, but I, it's just so annoying to, to just, on the small screen with my finger, I don't dig it. But, uh, but I perhaps am in the minority because they are saying that uh, 46% of orders will come from mobile on Black Friday specifically. So almost half of the people shopping on Black Friday were doing it on a mobile device, which blows my mind. But what you hear... Of course, and this is why I don't like it. Forty uh, percent of millennials plan to shop on their phones, so versus only eleven percent of boomers. So I am a baby boomer, and I don't like shopping on my mobile device. But clearly, millennials do, which is why my all of my friends who are millennials they love to shop on their mobile devices. So. It is the way everybody is doing it, no matter how you slice it. So, uh, and a couple of interesting. Uh, don't forget the following things if you are shopping on Cyber Monday. Don't shop without your research. There's a great website called Camel Camel Camel. It shows all the different prices of over the years of various products on Amazon. How the prices have fluctuated. So, go to Camel Camel dot And check that out. It's really a fascinating website. Also, don't forget to update your store accounts. You know, if you uh, if there's a lot of those deals on Cyber Monday are going to go fast, and if you have an outdated credit card or any of that stuff on there, got to make sure you have updated your account. And of course, avoid impulse shopping. Does anybody really avoid impulse shopping on Cyber Monday? I don't know. I don't know about that, but uh, I know I have fallen to temptation for impulse shopping. So it's going to be a crazy busy year. For cyber monday and cyber week it was a busy crazy uh day for black friday hope you you were safe out there and uh when we come back i've got my good friend brent Butterworth is gonna be on the show we're gonna talk about headphones one of the most popular christmas and holiday season items and all of the things that are going on in that world much to learn much to know so we've got a great show coming up so stick with us this is pop tech radio we'll be right back
0: Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. All right, welcome back,
1: everyone. It is Popular Technology Radio. Mike Etchard here, and it's always fun to bring on my next guest. He was a regular contributor to my old show, Sound Division Radio, and it's so fun to have him back on this show on Pop Tech Radio. He is the editor of SoundstageSolo.com. It's a wonderful headphone site and resource. He's the audio writer for The Wirecutter, and he's an audio columnist for Jazz Times. He is the mostly and awesome Brett Butterworth. Brent, how are you on this lovely Saturday? Hey Mike, I'm good, man. It's really glad to be back on the radio with you again. It's so fun. We had a lot of good times and and this is the beginning of more good times. (laughs) So great to have you on. And we're talking about headphones today. You know, it's it's the holiday season and a wonderful gift idea are of course always headphones and it is maybe the most confusing and overwhelming
3: category in the world of consumer
1: electronics at the moment isn't it
3: yeah and you know the, the amazing thing is just when you think like okay there's only you know how many more headphone companies can we have and how many more headphones do we really need you know i get pitches from somebody in china who's like oh I, you know greetings mr butterworth i am so and so from whatever company i've never heard of and uh you know we have this new <laughs> whatever and uh but the funny thing is though you know a lot of these products are fairly you know not great but some of them are really good if you get a company and they have a good engineer or two in there there's no reason they can't make really good products at really affordable prices let's talk first about headphones
1: in general my recollection is that you know this whole thing started and i guess it was really i mean i I was i i i Originally, was going to say, you know, it was with Beats. Beats was kind of a, a premium headphone brand that came out in about 2008, but it was really before that. It was really the iPod, wasn't it, that kind of got the
3: whole headphone thing going? Yeah, it was. And when people started shifting over to that, then people started to really start to pay attention to headphones, which they hadn't before, because you know they were listening to those cassette portables, which didn't sound very good. You'd use like some. $15 Sony headphones and that was fine. But um with the iPod it sounded good enough to where people started to want better sound. Beats came along launching I was there at the launch. Um they launched a $300 headphone and everybody said no one's going to pay $300 for a headphone. Everybody did. Millions of people did. And so all the other companies kind of saw that and went, "Oh, we can make some money too." And um, and now there are just so many companies in it. And now the the big trend is that you have a lot of the the companies that have been making headphones in China for all the big brands that you know um, have started offering their own brands now. So now there's, I mean, I couldn't possibly. I could probably name at least fifty headphone brands That's right on top real. of my head.
1: Well, you know, we and we of course all go to the Consumer Electronics Show, which is coming up actually in January. Yeah. And every year, and I, again, I'll, I'll kind of put the stake in the sand and saying it was really since 2008 when when the money was super attractive. When it was clear that people were spending or would spend, you know, 300 bucks or more sometimes, that really opened the floodgates. And every year we go back, I keep saying there can't be more this year. And yet again, there are more. I mean, and many of these, I assume, never make it to retail stores. These are all sold
3: online. Is that right? They are almost all sold through Amazon. And that's been a really, that's what's really allowed these Chinese brands to come in is that they sell through Amazon and maybe through their own website. And since so much is sold on Amazon anyway, you know, they really don't have another outlet in most cases other than those two outlets. But that's enough for them. And Amazon's so easy for them to deal with. You know, Amazon's set up for those kind of people to deal with. And they do a pretty good job of getting their headphones out there to reviewers, and they, you know, they encourage Amazon reviews as well. And sometimes they give away the product to Amazon reviewers, and you get a lot of problems there. There, are, there are certainly a lot of fake reviews on Amazon, but by and large, you know, they're getting to where some of these products are really worth fooling with. And I have examples if you want them
1: <laughs> at soundstage.com There is well, and there, I there's, I, you know, I find it also interesting that. And we've talked on this over the years on shows, you know, as, as the, you know, it was, it was the, the consumer electronics market was dominated by the Japanese and then the Koreans took over and now we're seeing the Chinese and it's happening in a much more rapid pace. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and again, as you said, the readily availability of, of easy online access to this market has dramatically changed the world of consumer electronics and, and, and uh, headphones specifically. But on that note, we've got to take a quick commercial break. We are talking with Brett Butterworth, audio writer for the Wirecutter Soundstage Solo HeadphoneSite.com, and of course, audio columnist for Jazz Times. We'll be right back. It's Pop Tech Radio.
0: Stay right there. We'll be right back with more Popular Technology Radio.
2: My dad is a proud doer, always building, repairing, or maintaining something. He relies on Craftsman tools, and I do the same. Today, Craftsman mechanics tools, metal storage, and lighting are available from your favorite retailers. But that's only the beginning. A full line of retooled and refined products are on the way. Find your favorite store at Craftsman.com. And stay tuned for more big news from this trusted American brand.
0: Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host.
1: And we're back. Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart, Brett Butterworth from SoundstageSolo.com, the go to headphone site, audio writer for The Wirecutter, another favorite site of mine, and an audio columnist for Jazz Times, Brett Butterworth. We were talking about headphones, great gift ideas for the holidays, of course, but what a changing market is. And Brent, you've got an interesting product on your website. Tell us a little bit about it. We, we talked about the Chinese brands and these very inexpensive headphones, and yet you found a great one, surprisingly, through it all the clutter.
3: Yeah, I know um, this. it's a company called Tribit, and they only launched about a year ago. And I do uh, Bluetooth speakers also for Wirecutter, and so they sent me this $30 Bluetooth speaker that blew everything else out of the water that was... Up 30 to, bucks. It was blowing $50 stuff out of the water. It was just astounding. And so uh, I kind of got to know them a little bit then. And they, and now we just published a new Bluetooth speaker guide. And so they have two picks in there. They have the $60 speaker that's absolutely fantastic. That's better than most people's you know, $100 ones. And um, then they also have headphones. And they have a, a set of, if you go to Soundstage Solo, you can see it's the tri-bit X Free tune or something. It's a set of Bluetooth headphones for fifty bucks, and they sound really, really good. If you got them in your hands, you'd be like, "Oh, these probably cost about two hundred bucks. They're really well made, not cheap at all." And the same engineer tuned all three of those products. I found out, and it's a guy who used to work at Harman Kardon, and he is responsible for like the last several uh, Harman Kardon soundbars. So he knows what he's doing. Wow. Well, and it's I
1: find it just miraculous that it can come down to one guy you know
3: it's just it's one guy that's making the difference at this company if they have a really talented guy and they trust him or girl it could be and they trust him and they let them pick the voicing and they don't get a bunch of vice presidents in there <laughs> waiting with bad ideas um, like. there's no reason you can't make a good product i mean they've proven over and over especially like for for the bluetooth speakers and especially for headphones there's no reason that cheap headphones can't sound really, really, really good. You know, it's just one driver in there. It's nothing fancy. Well, it's, uh, and, and again, one guy with
1: the ears, but but the, the trick is finding the one guy, A, yeah. and then, like you said, letting him do his job without interference. And and I don't, I mean, I don't really know about these Chinese companies, but I assume that they're probably relatively small operations, aren't they?
3: Some of them are, and but some of them are huge. You know, you have, you know, uh, Foxconn level people going into these kind of businesses too. So some of them will be probably a couple thousand employees, and some of them maybe yeah. ten thousand or twenty or fifty thousand employees. It's sort of all over the map, and I'm actually hoping next year to go to Shenzhen, which is the sort of center for all this in China. And uh, I have a friend who has a lot of clients there, and she wants to take me around and introduce me around and show me some of the factories and all that kind of thing. And you know, and. I'm really eager to do this because who's been in a headphone factory? Yes. Yeah. You know, besides, you know, <laughs> Chinese people and their customers. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Re- reporters haven't been in these places. I want to look around, see how they're building these things. Is that just because the category has gotten so popular
1: now? I mean, reporters have gone into television manufacturing facilities and things like that. But is
3: is he- the headphone business just been kind of off the map for so long? Um, I don't really. Well, here's the thing is, you know, it used to be like years ago, you would tour as an audio journalist, you tour a lot of speaker factories in, say, uh, America back when they made speakers here or Europe. But tours of Chinese factories have all or or even Japan um, tours of Chinese factories have been somewhat uncommon. And you can, you know, maybe speculate as to reasons why I've heard some of them are perfectly fine. They're like Western factories, but some of them are not so nice. So a lot of the companies haven't been eager to to promote this. I think I've been offered like one junket to a Chinese company in the last, uh, oh, probably 10 years. And they canceled it because the Chinese government decided, yeah, we don't want to let a bunch of journalists in. So yeah. <laughs> even though we were just stupid audio journalists. It's kind of obvious um, That's what you think about it. <laughs> So there hasn't been that much opportunity, but I'd like to be maybe the first to go in there and really get an idea of how this stuff is made. I don't know. There are people that still make headphones in the U.S. I'm wearing some right now that were made in Portland okay. uh, by a company called Campfire Audio, which is really good stuff. Um, but that's that's very, very rare. Almost everything's made in China now.
1: And when you look at the different components between headphones, I know that's a, a pretty broad Statement, but is it really get down to the tuning and, and the, the kind of fine tuning basically that, that makes the difference between good and bad? Are they all kind of using the same basic components?
3: I would say it's if with the cheap stuff it's about 90% tuning, and with the more expensive stuff it's probably about 70% tuning. Oh. Um, yeah, there, there have been studies that, that show there's really not much correlation between price and quality in headphones. And, you know, there's, like I said, there's just one speaker driver in these things and the drivers are pretty similar. So it really comes down to tuning the headphone through all sorts of, it's really arcane. I did another article about this. I think it was on, I can't, oh, it's on my website, brentbutterworth.com. I tested a bunch of different methods of tuning, you know, to show how people tune headphones and it's all done through like little pieces of felt that you shove in there and all kinds of just crazy stuff. So it's really arcane, but there are people that know how to do it and they're you know, and they really know what to do. It's just a lot more sort of – it's not as codified and, and understood as, say, speaker design. It's a dark art.
0: It is. The dark yeah. Headphones.
1: All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're talking with Brent Butterworth on headphones. More with Pop Tech Radio when we come back.
0: We'll be right back with more Popular Technology Radio. You can spend this fall hauling bags of leaves to the curb, or hauling Hurry in to your local Dodge dealership for great deals on Dodge Charger with 292 horsepower and 30 MPG highway. Dodge Challenger, the most affordable V8 in its class, and Dodge Durango. This fall, get great deals at your local Dodge dealership epa-estimated mpg actual results may vary based on wards middle specialty segment dodge is a registered trademark of fca us llc this is popular technology radio this show is presented in part by bridgestone We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. Now, here's your host.
1: Hey everyone, Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart here. We are talking headphones, and we are talking the dark arts of making headphones sound good. We got Brent (laughs) Butterworth on the line. And, uh, you know, let's talk about the darkest of dark arts in headphone land, Brent. Mm -hmm. Noise-canceling headphones. Ooh. Okay. I love noise-canceling headphones. Now, I will just say, like everybody, I had some Bose quite Comfort. I don't know what series and number mm-hmm. they're on now. But- and it's so wonderful when you're traveling. It- it's- it's- to pop those on, on the plane, and I find that I am so much less fatigued when I get to my destination on an airplane, when I have noise-canceling headphones. It's amazing. Not-, not only do they sound great and, you know, obviously eliminate a lot of the outside noise when you're listening to stuff, but I just, you know, in terms of just the fatigue, I, I love noise-canceling headphones but that is a dark art that that the tech of noise canceling isn't it
3: it really is and it's it's shocking to me how sort of not well understood it is and it's the logjam has been that bose has owned most of the really good patents on it and they've been active in enforcing those patents so manufacturers have for years been trying to chip around the edges of bose's patents to try to get past them they're finally getting to where they can you know there's a new set of sony headphones which is called the wh1000 mx3 that actually is slightly better than the bose qc35 which is their latest quiet comfort model but the new Sony is actually slightly better than the Bose at noise-canceling. Well, that has been a territory that Bose has owned. I mean, I don't know
1: when noise-canceling headphones first came out. It had to have been 20-plus years
3: yeah, ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. Uh, and Bose has really kind of owned that category for the last, oh, at least 15 years, if not longer. I should say, though, the Sony, you know, I do I do technical tests as well as listening tests. And the Sony, from a technical standpoint, the noise-canceling measures better. Mm-hmm. So in the lab it's better. In real life, I don't think you'd really notice a difference. But at least somebody finally, at the very minimum, they equal Bose. Technically, now, you know, they did surpass them.
1: And now, in in our last segment, we were talking about kind of you know how sometimes just an individual person within a company can make the difference between good and bad. Why did Bose kind of come out and dominate that? Did they just decide oh. to put a lot of resources on it? Was it
3: Bose himself? I know exactly why. Oh, tell <laughs> me. Somewhat unknown story. Do you know who Andrew Jones is? Yes, I do. I, he okay.
1: was Pioneer for years. He's, been, he's a legend in the speaker business.
3: So Andrew Jones has an identical twin brother. And Andrew Jones is you know, brilliant speaker designer. Yeah. He's got an identical twin brother named Orin Jones. And Orin is like what Andrew is, but in electronics. He's just just brilliant, brilliant engineer. And I spoke with him on the phone once uh, a few years ago. And he created all these patents that Bose bought from him or whatever company he was working for, I don't know. So he basically did all the patents on the best noise-canceling technology, and then Bose bought those patents and started enforcing them. So that's how Bose was so much better than everybody else. Now, i got to point out that there's a downside to this, too. And the more effective your noise-canceling is, the more likely you are to get an effect that we call eardrum suck. Because it feels like, you know, if you go up in a high-speed elevator up a 100-story building or something, mm-hmm. you get that horrible... Uh, 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 feeling that your eardrums are being sucked out, which they literally are. Right. And so some of these noise-canceling headphones, the really effective ones, like the Bose QC35 and the Sony WH-1000 MX3, to some people, they, they deliver this effect. Obviously, most people, it's not a problem because Bose sells tons of those headphones. But I have a pair of the Bose QC25s, and I never wear them because it just drives me nuts. It gives me a headache after a while. Really? Uh, yeah, so it's a problem. That's why on Wirecutter, we're in the process of revising our, our article on that, and we changed the top pick from the Bose to... Because um, the Bose, just out of the box, the Bose sounds a little better than the new Sony does, but they both are wonderful products. However, both me and, uh, and Lauren Dragan, who's the, the headphone editor for Wirecutter, both of us get the eardrum suck problem. And so we have a Sony model in there that is our top pick that's not as good from a noise-canceling standpoint, but it's still really good, it still sounds good, it's really comfortable, and it's cheaper. That's the WHH900N. So we thought it was better sort of all around, because, you know, you really only need about maybe 10 decibels of of reduction of that, you know, on the airplane, you get that boo kind of sound, a droning engine noise if you reduce that by about 10 decibels that's a lot that makes the flight much more comfortable and that's what most noise canceling headphones do but you get into the Bose and the Sony and they reduce that by more than 20 decibels and hey if it doesn't bother you those are the headphones to get they're it's just amazing it's like you sh- it's like your ears are shut off almost wow
1: i was i was under the impression that Bose were the ones that did the 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 groundwork on that stuff, but they but they clearly just came in and bought the patents. And yeah, they bought it, the patents. Interesting, and well, it's a great story. <laughs> I yeah. know, Andrew Jones—he's been on my old show, and and who knew he had a, a, an identical twin brother in this yeah. year. <laughs> Wow. Well, now, when they're designing headphones, is it easier to make them sound good because you've isolated the, the, the speakers, basically? So is it, is it easy, easier from a design standpoint to, to make them sound good once you nail the noise
3: cancelling down? It's actually harder because the noise cancelling changes the sound of the headphone. You have like a, what's known as a feedback loop. So you have, you have microphones on the outside of the headphones, and you also have microphones on the inside of the headphones, And they use some fairly complicated processing to determine how much... And, you know, so those microphones listen to the noise and then sort of re-amplify that noise, but with the phase reverse, so it cancels out. And through a lot of tuning, you can get rid of the noise, but the same things that you do to, you know, since all this is being combined together, it affects the sound of the headphone too. So sort of classically with noise-canceling headphones for years, you had to choose between one that sounded good with the noise cancelling on, and one that sounded good with the noise cancelling off. You couldn't get it both ways. Now there are a lot of headphones that sound pretty similar in both modes. You know, they've gone in there and and tweaked it. And most of these headphones now have digital signal processing built in. So the engineers can go in there and, and just on their computer make a lot of quick changes, audition them, you know, test them, run some measurements on them make more changes and they can tune them in a day or something like that as opposed to a week before. So it's it's getting easier. It's getting easier. But we're still, you're still looking at 300
1: bucks, right? Give or take. That's the area we're going to be spending to get something good. Yeah. I would say, generally
3: speaking, 200 to 350. However, we did find in our latest round of testing, we found a really good set of noise canceling headphones for $100.
1: Oh, there. Okay, you've got to take a quick break. We want to hear about the good $100 noise canceling okay. headphones. All right, we're talking with Brent Butterworth. It's Pop Tech
2: Radio. We'll be right back. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com.
0: Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. And we're back. Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart, Brent Butterworth from The
1: Wirecutter and his wonderful headphone website. Brent, we had the teaser before the last break. Did you <laughs> did you say that there were a great pair of noise-canceling headphones for around 100 bucks?
3: Yeah, and, you know, I have been waiting for this to happen for years, and I've always thought, like, somebody can probably do it, but no one did. And, you know, either the $100 noise-canceling headphones, the noise-canceling would hardly do anything, or they would sound horrible, or they would be really uncomfortable, or usually some combination of all three. But there's one from uh, one of these Chinese brands that we've been talking about called Anchor, a N K E R, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called the Anchor Soundcore Space N C, and uh, so it even has kind of a cool name. They are really comfortable, and they look nice, and they feel nice, and they have pretty good noise canceling. I'd say it's actually slightly above average even, yeah. and um, and they sound good, and they're nice headphones for a hundred dollars. You know, they are they are where the very best noise canceling headphones were about five years ago. Wow. And so, but it's only hundred dollars, and they are they are really really good. I and they come with a really nice case, like a really nice slim travel case. So, you know, typically like the Bose have been great because they pack into this little teeny tiny case that you can yeah. put on your laptop bag. This guy comes in. This Anchor is in uh, a bigger case, but it's very similar, and it's about where the Bose case was about four years ago. So it's still really slim, very travel-friendly, very nicely made, very good-sounding, good, good noise-canceling for $100. I mean, it's it, to me, this is this should be, like, the top Christmas gift for 2018.
1: Now, and is this only available online as well, or we, would we see these in stores? I don't know.
3: <laughs> All right. I'm going to guess it's only online. It's definitely on Amazon, <laughs> um, yes, exactly. which is, you know, what counts in headphone sales, really. But... Um, I'm going to guess Anchor has made a lot of headway. Uh, you know, They're also big in things like USB adapters and USB chargers and the, the battery power packs and things like that. So they've gotten a lot more exposure. So it wouldn't surprise me if you could find them. in. I would guess you can find them in Walmart, maybe Best Buy. Um, I'm sure you can find them on other online retailers as well, not just Amazon.
1: Now, when we're talking, you know, all of these, let's say the top level headphones that we're talking about, noise canceling, are these going to be Bluetooth headphones? Are they still wired or or a little
3: of both? That's a really good question. Um, Just this last uh, testing roundup that we did, we finally got rid of the wired ones because there's been a huge shift to Bluetooth, and the Bluetooth ones work great. And when you, oh, and this $100 pair I told you about, they have Bluetooth too. Really? So, yeah. Jeez. And they have the swipe controls, you know, where you swipe along the edge of it, the ear cup, to change tracks and change the volume and stuff. It's really amazing. So, yeah, so everything we pick now has Bluetooth. There are still a few wired ones out there. There's still a lot of wired ones out there, I guess. But all the action has really shifted to Bluetooth. And that's that's the way that the whole headphone industry really is going. Um, there was a guy from Sennheiser who told me at the Rocky Mountain Audio Fest a, a couple months ago. He said... So, yeah, wired headphones have just completely tanked for us, except on the really, really high end ones. Right.
1: Well, and it's, I, I, I am so on the fence with Bluetooth. It's just, I mean, do you lose any audio quality with Bluetooth? I, I, it's just, you know, it, the whole thing with batteries and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it makes it an inconvenience. I mean, I'm still using an iPhone 6S only because I have so many wired headphones that I'm not ready yeah. to. You know, to 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 punt, but you know, it, it, just in terms of audio quality, do you do you lose a little bit with Bluetooth?
3: You do lose a little bit. However, you can actually go to my website, BrentButterworth.com. Yeah. And there's a Bluetooth blind test, so you can do a little blind test online, okay. huh. and you can find out how all the different Bluetooth technologies compare. There is a new Bluetooth, relatively new Bluetooth technology called uh, aptX HD. And uh, it's a new variation of an old, older technology called Apdex. And in my opinion, the old Apdex really didn't do anything in terms – it wasn't an improvement in sound quality. But the new aptX HD is like it, – it sort of almost doubles the data rate, which means there's more data they could put through it. And it can sound noticeably better. As you can find out if you go to my website, it can sound noticeably better. And a lot of the higher-end headphones are now starting to put that into their products it's it's not a giant difference but it's better and you know Bluetooth is really bluetooth you know 10 years ago Bluetooth was pretty lame but now it's much better they're running at higher data rates I use Bluetooth headphones all the time and it's not a problem for me I still you know prefer if I'm sitting at home or something I prefer to have my big thousand dollar or whatever <laughs> headphones on with some kind of a decent little amplifier and all that kind of thing but for day to day use, Bluetooth is just so much more convenient that, yeah, uh, eh, it's fine.
1: It's here. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. It is what it is. But it, it, it's, it, I just find it more of an inconvenience. Again, with just the batteries and worrying, it's another thing that's going to that's gonna go dead on me yeah. when I least expect it or don't want it to. So, again, you know, and I think a lot of this, of course, is driven by the phones and with which we are listening to music all the time on. And so, yeah. as they move away from the headphone jacks, it's a wireless world.
3: Yeah, and that's what, you know, people, if you if you compare for people, like, again, you could do it on my website and find out for sure. But if you just do the comparison, people will be like, oh, yeah, I hear a little difference. But then it's like, oh, well, this will let you go around without wires. They'll be like, oh, phew, forget exactly. it. Moving Especially on. People, people who jog, I mean, you ever, like, or, or you're on the treadmill. Yep. And you're trying to, to deal with the cable and stuff. No one's going to want to fool with that when they can do wireless. I know. All right. so. We're talking with Brent Butterworth, folks. we got to take a quick commercial break. Brent, of
1: course, soundstage-solo.com. He's a writer for the Wirecutter. We've got more when we come back. It's Pop Tech Radio.
2: There are many words you could use to describe the new Kia Stinger GT. Stunning. Stylish. Sporty. The word breathtaking, however, isn't just an adjective. It's a warning. Because while the ability to go zero to 60 in 4.7 seconds might take your breath away, going 60 to zero with powerful Brembo brakes will help you catch it again. The 2018 Kia Stinger GT, fueled by youth. Stinger GT rear-wheel drive using launch control with factory-equipped 19-inch wheels. Results may vary. Do not attempt. Always drive safely.
0: Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio.
1: Pop Tech Radio, Mike at Brent Butterworth, he of SoundstageSolo.com, the go-to headphone website, and of course, audio writer for Wirecutter. And he's an audio columnist for Jazz Times. And Brent, it is our last segment, so we're going to have some picks. Okay. Uh, one of the categories you talk about are kids' headphones. And of course, who thinks about that but parents? And that's a great category for headphones. And there's a new one that's coming
3: out that you love. There is, and the advantage of these headphones is that if they're properly designed, they which <laughs> not all of them are, if yeah. they're properly designed, they'll limit the sound to about 85 decibels, which is what scientists say is the the sort of safe listening level for a couple hours worth of listening for kids, you know, where it won't damage their hearing, but it's still mm-hmm. loud enough for them to enjoy the music. I actually uh, I did testing for this for about a year ago for the wire cutter. And uh, there was no industry testing method. So they were promoting all these things, but without any data. And so I I worked with a bunch of experts and scientists to come up with a a testing method. And the company that has come out on top is one called Puro Sound Labs, Mm P-U-R-O. And their headphones sound really, really good. They sound a lot like Sony 7506s, which is a standard. You know, you're familiar with those. It's a standard yeah. for for uh, audio production. And they really do block. They really go up to 85 decibels, and then that's as loud as they'll go. And they sound really good. But they just came out with a new one that is noise-canceling. No. And <laughs> so real. I think it's just coming out today. It's called the Puro Sound Labs Puro Quiet. And it actually has really good noise-canceling. It, the noise-canceling is about as good as our top pick. At wire cutters, not as good as like the Bose and stuff, but it's good. It's as good as the the slightly above average noise canceling headphones, and it still blocks sound. It's somewhere around eighty five dB, and it still sounds really good. And it's a really nice headphone. And um, I think it's a little on the pricey side. I'm looking up the price. Oh, the price isn't even out yet, but I've I've heard it's a little pricey. But but you know what price? You know your kids will have hearing, sure, and uh, and they'll have nice headphones and. Uh, sadly, I don't think they make an adult size yet, but uh, I hope they'll start making an adult size. Well,
1: it's a wonderful product category when you think about it because every kid uses headphones. And ironically, they use one. If you ever see the kids sharing, oh, <laughs> <So yeah. laughs> listen to one. Can't uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. But uh, wonderful category. Of course, they're sized for kids. Not only do they have the the, the, the limits on the, on the DBs, but they're sized for kids. And- yeah. That's a category you wouldn't necessarily think about, so great gift idea. We, you know we talked a little bit of in the first segment about just Bluetooth speakers in general. Mm-hmm. That's a gigantic category again, with just a multitude of it's overwhelming how many Bluetooth speakers are out there. You guys did a really good uh, I think it's on the wire cutter a, a yeah. great countdown just and you mentioned today. a couple. Uh, yeah and what's what's your favorite one in that category what do you guys like
3: oh right now our top pick is the uh from this brand tribut that we were talking about it's called the x boom i think it runs about 70 dollars or 60 dollars or something like that it's got it's a really nice product it's waterproof you can throw it in the water and it'll float um wow and it's nicely made and it sounds really good it has a big full sound you can kind of fill a room with with sound with this thing it's really rugged it's Compact battery lasts, I think nine, nine and a half hours, something like that. So it's really nice product. It's just overall, it was our top pick because we're like, hey, this is something people can buy for the mid two figures. It sounds really good. It's really tough. It's rugged. You can get it wet. It doesn't matter. It's just a really nice product with no downsides. And they make a less expensive version called the X Sound Go, which is about 30 bucks. And it's smaller, so you can throw it in a suitcase really easily. It's about the size of a really fat cigar, <laughs> okay. and um, but it sounds really good. You can play this thing, and it doesn't sound like a crummy little speaker. It actually has a little bit of bass to it. It's nice and clear sounding, and uh, you know, for thirty bucks, you could buy this for a kid. And if your kid already has a, uh, you know, some kind of a starter screen, maybe a, a, a you know, an iPod uh, Touch or or an iPad or something like that. You can buy this for them, and then they can play their music and listen to it in their room instead of, you know, with headphones or or through the little speakers built into the iPad or whatever. Um, And it's really a nice product for $30. I mean, it's at a stocking stuffer sort of price. It doesn't beat that.
1: Well, Brent, that is fantastic. Thank you for those tips. Thanks for coming on the show. Great to have you here. It's great to be on again. All right. We're going to do it again. I I assume you're going to be at CES in January. I'm going to be at CES my thirtieth CES. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but who's counting? You were me. <laughs> but, yeah, there you go. Exactly. All right, you can find Brent Boderworth at his website, bretbowdworth.com, soundstagesolo.com, which is his website, and of course on thewirecutter.com. And if you want his jazz stuff, go to jazz times. It's a magazine. It's still a magazine. Love magazine. Still in print, yeah. Still in print. All right. And thanks for listening, folks. You can always pick up the podcast at Apple iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And big thanks to Dave Milligan for making the show happen, and he had some gremlins in the system today, so he worked it out. Great to have him here. So
2: thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week on Pop Tech Radio. Where does the love for a car come from? If the car is a Subaru Legacy...